The Trump 2016 campaign was data-driven. We were the insurgent, non-incumbent, political outsider. We basically did what the Obama folks did in 2012, but at a whole next level, really did it on steroids. The Trump campaign has built an elaborate system to monitor supporters via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In those last months in the summer and fall of 2016, the Trump campaign had run nearly six million ads on Facebook. The Hillary Clinton campaign ran 66,000 ads. And so we were outspending them and outflanking them really on Facebook as a platform. Wolf, the scene here is so different than it was a few hours ago when people were happy and relaxed. I have been looking around the room at people who are stone-faced. Some of them have been crying. Donald Trump will be the 45th president of the United States. So if they had only paid attention to what we were doing, they would have seen that we were winning this election under their noses. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. On the day that he was inaugurated, the Washington Post had an article on impeaching him. Uh, so I think that there was a, a collective national establishment belief that defeating him was a cause worthy of anything. So you just had this institutional sense that everybody in the old order was going to come after Trump. And I kept telling him that that's what happened with Andrew Jackson, and that's what he ought to expect. If you try to change a system that big, the system fights back. One of the things we know about big tech in this country is that they have a political leaning. There was so much blowback from what they perceived to be their prime constituencies after Trump won 2016. And when he was elected, they had an absolute legitimate meltdown. Facebook let people have a grieving period of a week because their candidate didn't win a presidential election. Hillary Clinton bashing Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg in a new interview predicting the social media giant is, quote, not just going to re-elect Trump, but intends to re-elect Trump. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. President when you're describing the area around San Francisco, you're describing a fairly virus-ridden area in terms of the brains of the people who, who are extraordinarily smart. Part of what's fascinating is if their job is to design a worldwide information system that seven or eight or nine billion people can use, they're brilliant. If their job is to have common sense, they're goofy. I certainly find the selection uh, deeply offensive, and I know many of you do too. So you went from a system that Trump had used very effectively in 2016 to a system that was literally trying to strangle him. I think he's afraid of the people on the left. I think he's afraid of the people that work in his company. I was with him numerous times at the White House. They had dinner with me. He was fine. Uh, he was with his wife. She was very nice. But then I found out what they did. The Chan Zuckerberg Initiative is actually a limited liability corporation. Right. Okay, there are subsets of it that are 501c3s and 4s so that they can do grant making and advocacy. The funding is what, $45 billion? Yeah, it's now actually up to $60 billion. Billion. And I always like to say, when you think of it as a startup, this is not a valuation, right? This is assets that they have to put to work. 
$60 billion. I mean, no one has ever had that kind of resource. These tech moguls really want to use their hundreds of billions of dollars to really sway elections. I think the American people are not going to like this. I think having these incredibly rich people take over our elections and uh, influence the outcomes in this way is really abhorrent. What she's saying and her colleagues are saying is that the election was bought way before Election Day. And that, I think, is the staggering bombshell. They stole it fair and square. They changed the voting rules in the middle of the game. The 2020 election left more questions than answers. Over 10 million more Americans voted for President Trump in 2020 than in 2016. Yet the president lost. I'm David Bossie. Today, an overwhelming number of Americans say democracy is under attack. Together, we're going to examine Facebook billionaire Mark Zuckerberg's role in the election. We'll look at the nearly $400 million Zuckerberg spent nationally in voter operation efforts, particularly in the battleground states of Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Only 42,000 votes in those three states is the reason Joe Biden is president. We'll follow the money and uncover the startling facts behind election 2020 in order to answer the question once and for all, what happened? And ensure it never happens again. We're only now being able to finally confirm exactly how this worked. Almost all of the money came from Zuckerberg's personal account at the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, which is basically a great depository of tech billionaire cash that they then dole out to nonprofits. Mark Zuckerberg is one of the largest donors to the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. The SVCF is a 501c3 nonprofit like a church or charity. While it makes grants to many traditional charities, it also operates as a pass-through for left-wing billionaires, often funding causes that strike many Americans as partisan. In 2019 alone, millions of dollars flowed through the SVCF to groups supporting mass immigration, Democrat voter turnout operations, radical environmental policies, and both the Clinton and Obama foundations. Well, the, the money flowed very close to election day, and it wasn't until after the election that people really realized the magnitude of what had been spent. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife say they are donating to voter integrity projects, the money going to nonprofit groups working to support voters ahead of the November election. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife spent $400 million in what amounted to a gigantic Democratic voter turnout effort. And to put that in perspective, $400 million is the most money any individual has ever spent to win a presidential campaign in the history of our country. It is massive, it was focused, it was targeted, and unfortunately, it was ruthlessly effective. To put Zuckerberg's $400 million investment into the proper context, consider this. Expenditures by the Democrat National Committee for the entire two-year 2020 election cycle totaled $461 million. One group, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, helps hire and train poll workers. The other provides voters with accurate information about registration, vote by mail, early voting, voting locations, and hours. 
On the leadership team of the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative is Barack Obama's campaign manager, David Pluff, author of the book, A Citizen's Guide to Beating Donald Trump. Pluff is prominently listed as the strategist in residence. The Chan Zuckerberg Initiative is also connected to Democrat partisans such as Joel Benison, chief strategist for Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. You know, it's a little bit amazing to have an organization staffed by rabidly partisan Democrats, and not just partisan Democrats, operatives. The campaign manager for Barack Obama, the chief strategist for Hillary Clinton. You think they know how to spend money? You think they know how to target the money for Democratic turnout? You bet they do. The two nonprofits that got 400 million from Zuckerberg were the Center for Election Innovation and Research, which got around 60 million, and then the bulk of the money went to the Center for Tech and Civic Life. We've been able to work with Google and with Facebook. Kiana Epps Johnson is the founder of the Center for Tech and Civic Life. She is also a fellow with the Obama Foundation and a Democrat campaign training expert. In 2020, her organization received more than $325 million from the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. The information that are being serviced to people is accurate. Donnie Bridges is the co-founder of CTCL. He is formerly with the New Organizing Institute, a progressive group training digital organizers and campaign operatives for liberal political causes. The other thing to know about that New Organizing Institute is that the Washington Post called it the Democratic Party's Hogwarts of digital wizardry. These groups were filled with battle-hardened activists. But now everyone was supposed to believe they had suddenly become nonpartisan in 2020. Even the New York Times admits it is unusual for elections to be subsidized by non-government funding at this level. Most of the cash is coming from nonprofit groups that have liberal ties. And the biggest source of the cash, Mr. Zuckerberg, has drawn fire from across the political spectrum. So you had an entire Democratic Party, their friends in the media, their friends in Silicon Valley, petrified that Joe Biden hanging out in his basement was going to be outspent, outfoxed. Former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman was appointed special counsel and has been investigating CTCL. Gableman says CTCL staff were nothing more than agents carrying out Zuckerberg's plans. One of the reasons that I feel free to use Center for Tech and Civic Life, CTCL, synonymously with Zuckerberg agents or employees is for the very reason that in years past, CTCL's operating budget was a little less than a million dollars. But with the infusion of the Zuckerberg cash, it went up to somewhere like $300 million. So that's quite an influence. As the money flowed, CTCL needed a reason for spending such vast sums of money. Tax filings state the large grants were to be used for safe administration of public elections during the COVID-19 pandemic and to provide general support. The premise was that we need to assist all these beleaguered uh, local governments and election districts with the problem of dealing with a pandemic election. We need to provide PPE and we need to have resources so people can be socially distanced and so we can have more time for people to vote by extending early vote hours and by allowing them to vote by mail. If you go to our IRS filing, every one of the thousands of grants says, you know, to promote safe 
elections, right? Because they want people to think that, you know, this was buying masks and other PPE. But everybody who studied the actual money flows, including NPR, left-wing news outfit, they find that tiny little percentages of this ever went to masks or plexiglass. CTCL claimed that the money went to conduct safe elections during the pandemic, but actually only a very small portion of the money reportedly went to PPE. Do you believe that they used the COVID emergency as an excuse to pull this partisan voter turnout operation? Am I allowed to give you a one word answer? Yes. Without question, yes. So they used COVID as the disguise, right? They came in with all the good intentions. You know, they used to say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And this is all about the great intention of, hey, we're going to make it more secure. We're going to make it more safe. We want to make sure that people feel comfortable coming to the poll. But that's not what they ended up doing. In 2005, the Carter-Baker Commission thoroughly examined flaws in America's election system. Unfortunately, those findings were ignored in 2020. Carter-Baker Commission also concluded that one of the most serious sources of voter fraud are mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, that if you want to prevent voter fraud, you want to carefully limit when mail-in and absentee ballots are allowed. What did Zuckbucks do? It came in and pressured these governmental entities to do mail-in ballots, or even worse, these drop boxes, which was a new innovation for COVID, th that is a rampant invitation to fraud. COVID provided the perfect cover for Zuckerberg's money to go to work, increasing mail-in voting and drop boxes in key Democrat strongholds and in critical battleground states. It was now a matter of distributing the money. These guys have never let a crisis go to waste. It wasn't just mail-in balloting. It was just assault on common sense practices like photo ID. When Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry learned his state was receiving private money to help run elections, he immediately launched an investigation. What we found in the first week of our investigation was that there were parishes in Louisiana that seemed to have been targeted, right? And those, those parishes were mostly democratic parishes. And so they were basically bypassing or just kind of glossing over the more rural areas of the state and looking to hone their money into the more urbanized or democratically concentrated parishes. While the grants were open to jurisdictions on a nonpartisan basis in accordance with the law, key Democrat areas apparently received advance notice. The first thing that anybody in the public learned about this was that five cities in Wisconsin were going to get millions of dollars. Now, everybody knew that Wisconsin was probably the most tightly narrow race in the whole country and a critical part of either party's election success. And where did they target it within Wisconsin? They are going to the big cities, which of course are the gold mines of Democratic votes. Uh, well, look where he spent it. I've read where he spent 97% in Democrat areas. So he's putting money under the guise that he's going to open up the election and all of that. That's all crap. Not gonna open it up, he's closing it. He's making it impossible for a Republican to win.
When Mr. Zuckerberg's agents and employees came to our state, they targeted the five most populous democratic cities in the state. There's no question that Mark Zuckerberg was making an investment. The question is, in what? And if your investment is truly in COVID safety, why not go to all the cities or all the most highly populated cities in our state? Why just pick the top five democratic cities? And then when they received criticism about that, then they sprinkled relatively minor amounts of money. The five communities were actually given money to apply for the grant. Racine was given $100,000 to coordinate with the other four communities. They were given at least $10,000 each to apply for a grant. $8.8 million went to the mayor's offices of each of our five largest democratic cities in the state. Unlike many other states, we do not have a centralized secretary of state who's charged with administering elections. The legislature has assigned responsibility in Wisconsin for the administration of state elections to the 1,852 municipal clerks across the state. So you had a huge infusion of private money coming from declared partisans whose declared purpose was to defeat Donald Trump and elect Joe Biden. There was no medical staff on CTCL. CTCL did not have anybody that was a virologist or giving additional medical information. The emails going back and forth are about buying equipment, buying more mail sorters. Somewhere along the line, the evidence is showing that there may very well have been a bait and switch, that the bait was to keep citizens safe from COVID, but then it switched, it may very well have switched to a partisan get out the vote effort on behalf of Joe Biden for the purpose of defeating Donald Trump. They're sending the money to big urban centers. They're dramatically increasing the ballot boxes that are there. And they're conditioning the money on those polling locations, those government entities throwing open the floodgates to potential voter fraud. This was the greatest billionaire assault on election integrity we've ever seen. The Zuckerbucks folks were paying government with grants, with conditions that they go do get out the vote activities in the Democrat areas. In the Republican areas, they just gave them the money and they said, hey, we're helping them conduct the election. You didn't see the sort of strings attached that you saw in the more Democrat areas. Elections officers were told how to spend the money based on CTCL's contracts. As part of the contract that the Zuckerberg agents signed, if the five cities at any time did not do precisely what the Zuckerberg employees told the cities to do, they reserved the right to take the money back. So I think a lot of the clerks and staff felt beholden that if they didn't do what they asked, that they would have to return the money. The strings attached included massive mail-in voter operations in Democrat strongholds. CTCL enlisted what they called a network of current and former election administrators and election experts. These liberal groups would assist in recruiting poll workers, absentee voting, and the controversial process of ballot curing, fixing ballots that are invalid. If, in fact, ballot curing takes place 
only in a selected number of counties and precincts, that tips the scale. That destroys confidence in the results. In Wisconsin, you had them putting their own personnel in to actually run the election in places. What we do know is Michael Spitzer Rubenstein on election day was in the counting room in the Chi Center in Green Bay. Brown County Clerk Sandy Juno emailed the Wisconsin Elections Commission on election day. In part of the email, Juno says she believes the central count location is tainted by the influence of a person working for an outside organization affecting the election. Juno claims the person was there as part of the more than $1 million grant the city received from Center for Tech and Civic Life. Mr. Spitzer Rubenstein, I believe, is a resident of Brooklyn, New York. He is a very active partisan Democrat. And he came here and he became the de facto conduit between all of the Zuckerberg money and seeing to the enforcement of all of the obligations in the Zuckerberg contract. Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, he actually was the one on election day that had a tag that said he worked for the city of Green Bay. He never did. But here's a guy from New York in the counting room with five out of the six keys to the facility. It's on the contract from the Chi Center. A guy from New York has access to the machinery and the ballots on the day before the election. And it clearly says on the contract, do not open the doors until Michael Spitzer Rubenstein and security comes into the facility at 6 a.m. And so far, Mr. Spitzer Rubenstein has rejected my invitation to come and talk about his role in our state's elections. While Democrat operatives were posing as city workers, a ground operation had been organized for weeks. On a locality-by-locality -locality basis, government was not a neutral player. Under the banner of nonpartisan funding, it engaged in political activities, specifically get-out-the-vote activities in Democrat areas. The operation was crucial for Biden in the battleground state of Wisconsin. In May of 2020, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative strategist David Pluff explained the numbers and spelled out exactly what needed to be done. Wisconsin, Trump won it with about a million four hundred five thousand votes in 2016. You know, my sense and talking to people who really understand that state and the data, he's probably going to get one point six hundred thousand votes. It's a lot of votes. So Joe Biden's going to have to get one point six two five, one point six five zero. So um, that's what we have to keep in mind is what matters here is votes, not polls. And Donald Trump is going to get his vote out. David Pluff's numbers came true. Let's put it up here. I think uh, NBC News is now projecting Joe Biden is the apparent winner in the state of Wisconsin. Ten electoral votes. That was an important prize in the Democrats' blue wall. As Pluff predicted, Trump received just over 1.6 million votes. But thanks to help from Zuckerberg's money in key Democrat areas, Biden hit Pluff's target with 1.63 million votes. Enough for the win, but questions remain. Where did it go? How much was spent for the stated purpose of COVID safety? How much was spent to get out the vote on behalf of Joe Biden for the purpose of defeating Donald Trump? These are very basic common sense questions. Zuckerberg's money is documented by CTCL's IRS tax filings. There we find grants of $860,000 to Kenosha, 
$1.2 million to both Green Bay and Madison, $1.7 million to Racine, and $3.4 million to Milwaukee. The sole purpose of the grants, according to CTCL, was simply to support safe administration of public elections during COVID. But special counsel Gableman released a report in March of 2022 alleging an election bribery scheme. In the funded jurisdictions of a battleground state, you're going to see Democrat turnout surge much more than it surges in the unfunded part of the states. The funding made a difference. Slowly, the full story of the Zuckerberg-funded plan is emerging. Let's break down all of the grants. There were roughly 2,500 grants awarded by CTCL across the country, totaling some $330 million. Defenders of Zuckerberg say more grants went to Trump's jurisdictions. But don't let them fool you. Just follow the money. Large grants of $400,000 or more totaled $272 million. And 92% of these funds flowed to jurisdictions carried by Joe Biden. Why do you think many Republican areas were awarded smaller amounts of money compared to the millions that went to important urban centers where Biden needed to outperform Hillary Clinton? Because it was a rigged election, that's all. The Republicans applied, the Democrats applied, the Democrats got money, and the Republicans got pennies. If they got that, they didn't even get pennies. They got very little, but they applied. Why wouldn't they? But they got very little. We reached out to CTCL for an interview with Tiana Epps Johnson. Our request went unanswered. Arizona, are you 100% sure of that call and when you made it and why did you make it? So in Maricopa County, I'd go for a rally. We are going to win Arizona in a landslide. We had almost 50,000 people show up. Biden goes there and nobody should. Couldn't even fill up the eight circles. Hello, Arizona. It's great to be back. And then all of a sudden, we supposedly lost. Nobody believed that. Nobody believed it. Yes, there are some outstanding votes in Arizona. Most of them are coming from Maricopa, where, where Biden is currently in a very strong position. And many of them are mail-in votes, where we know from our Fox News voter analysis, Biden has an advantage. We ran a great campaign. And then all of a sudden, these votes started materializing. It was disgraceful. If you look at the unfunded parts of Arizona, guess what? Republicans and Democrats both did better in 2020 than 2016 for presidential vote, but the Republicans actually outpaced the Democrats there. But then look at the situation in the funded parts of Arizona. Guess what? Completely flips. The Democrats far, far outpace Republicans there. It's an enormous difference. It is clear that the flow of Zuckerbucks into the targeted Democrat counties resulted in a dramatic increase percentage and actual numbers of votes for Biden. In April 2021, after controversy erupted over the motives of Zuckerberg's money, Arizona enacted legislation making it illegal for any election official to accept outside funding. But a conclusive investigation into Arizona's presidential election of 2020 remains. The attorney general is looking right now. We'll see what happens. 
New tax filings reveal where $5.1 million of Zuckerberg's money was spent in Arizona. These four difference-making counties carried by Joe Biden received nearly 76% of CTCL's grants in the state. Unsurprisingly, the vast majority went to Biden counties, including over $1.8 million to the state's vote-rich Maricopa County. Astonishingly, despite barely campaigning in the state, the Zuckerberg money helped Biden grow his turnout by nearly 700,000 votes in funded counties over Hillary Clinton's 2016 total. I don't think we have to blame China or voting machines. I think we can look straight in the eye of Mark Zuckerberg and all these left-wing groups that infiltrated the offices with half a billion dollars, and that's why Joe Biden won. I've never seen anything like this. Georgia seems to have always been a place where elections have been fair and honest and upright. And all of a sudden, this past one, everything seemed to be a huge question mark. There was an enormous amount of money thrown into this race, and I believe that helped influence the outcome. 45 million was spent in Georgia alone, and we showed that that actually moved the needle anywhere from two to three percent, and that would have made the difference in Georgia in the outcome. In my mind, they were clearly rigging the election. I'm not convinced that the election was stolen on election day. I think the bigger story was that across the whole country for months, uh, there was an effort to rig the election to make it virtually impossible for Trump to win. If I were a political operative and I told you a candidate, I can shift you big counties by 13 and a half points, you couldn't write checks fast enough to me. And we are finding out what they did. There were communications with key election officials. And one of those election officials is the Secretary of State of Georgia whose goal in life appeared to be to make himself adored by the left. The Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for everything you and your colleagues are doing. We are so grateful to see democracy in action in Georgia. And he, he was totally afraid of Stacey Abrams. So the money that flowed into Georgia, a lot of it came through the Secretary of State's office the consent decree was an agreement pushed by Democrats and failed gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams and signed off on by Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. The agreement undercut the process for matching signatures on absentee ballots. The governor was afraid of Stacey Abrams, but how he and Raffensperger were allowed to do the consent decree, the consent decree says the Republicans are not allowed to win the state of Georgia. That's all it said. And why they would have agreed to that without the approval of the state legislature, which you have to have, is incredible. And why the courts haven't overturned it is more incredible. As the Zuckerberg-funded plan was at work activating state election offices to increase the number of absentee ballots, mail-in votes, and drop boxes in heavily Democrat areas, the consent decree restricted the ability to challenge contested ballots. Once again, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative's David Pluff knew exactly what needed to happen in the battleground state of Georgia. Every battleground state um, has more conservative voters than liberal, so we start there. And Republicans more reliably get their turnout. So those two pieces, as you remember well, puts them closer to the 50-yard line than we are. That's just a fact. 
Georgia got $50 million of Zuckerberg's money, more than any other state in the country. And 94% of CTCL's funds in Georgia went to jurisdictions Biden carried. Look, it, in my opinion, it's corrupt. It's not fair. It shouldn't be allowed, probably isn't allowed. We're now finding all of this stuff out. You know, it was hidden, put in reports, but hidden. But now when you see the extent of it, also when you see the extent of the voting, where it's 97% for Biden and 3% for Trump in some cases. But we got millions and millions of votes. And when somebody's allowed to spend $417 million with no recourse, it's... And then you read later on, after long after the election's over, that the vast majority of that went to Democrats. I mean, how is that not a violation of the law? Once again, COVID was used as cover to direct targeted funding for get-out-the-vote operations. This is COVID, so we've got to allow this mail-in balloting. We've got to pay these lawyers. We've got to hire these partisans to go door-to-door -door and collect ballots. I mean, you look at where we know a lot of the money went. And yes, every appearance is that that money absolutely was effective in helping tip the scales in Georgia. The drop-off boxes, the attempt to get absentee ballots to everyone on the voter registration files, even the extent of poll workers and counters of the votes. Biden has done what no other Democratic candidate has been able to do in some 28 years, turn Georgia blue. And in Georgia, one of the most controversial of all, the funded jurisdictions, Democrat margin, more than 25 times the narrow little statewide margin. Now, I don't think any honest person can look at that and say that Zuck's money didn't make the difference. In fact, the CEO of the Stacey Abrams-founded New Georgia Project said, if there isn't a way for us to repeat what happened in November 2020, we're effed. I was told that if I get one more vote than 63 million, I can't be beaten. I got 75 million votes. I got the most votes ever gotten by far, like by millions, by a sitting president. And we lost. The economy was going good. There was no inflation. Gasoline, I mean, record low prices. Gasoline was $1.87 when I left. Here's what we know. 22.7 million went to Pennsylvania, grants to 24 counties, funding to 11 of the 14 counties that Biden won in 2020. The largest grants by county went to Philadelphia County, Chester County, Delaware County, Allegheny County, Montgomery County, Center County, Lehigh, Dauphin, Lancaster, and Berks County. Eight of the 10 went for Biden. So massive investments in counties, 80% of which are Biden counties. How about Michigan? The 10 biggest grant recipients, nine of the 10 went for Biden. Georgia, 10 largest grants, wait for it. Nine of the 10 went for Biden. Virginia, once again, the 10 largest grants, eight of the 10 went for Joe Biden. Normally, parties have to raise a great deal of money to turn out the vote. Zuckerberg was stepping in for the Democrats and saying, here's $400 million. Let me help you turn out the vote. You see something so strange, like Biden wins by a, a fairly large popular number and a comfortable electoral number. 
while Republicans pick up seats in the House. Very strange combination. And it isn't until you drill down on the Zuckerberg spending that you can understand how the Republicans could perform well in most of the country, but have literally targeted spikes of voter turnout in densely packed Democrat areas. Biden won the national popular vote by more than 7 million votes. Zuckerberg's money was targeted not just in battleground states, but into vote-rich Democrat areas like California, New Jersey, and New York to drive up Joe Biden's turnout. If they could drive up the popular vote total, even if maybe things were close or they lost in the Electoral College, they'd be able to brag about this popular vote total. State legislatures have started passing laws making it illegal to repeat the privately funded election activities of 2020. In South Dakota, we care greatly about election integrity, and Republican states across this country are passing laws much like this. Many times in Democrat, liberal-run states, they are refusing to do this. But in some states, their efforts are being blocked, like in Louisiana. The bill passed in a bipartisan fashion and disappointingly was vetoed by the Democratic governor. We talked about states passing legislation to prevent billionaires from buying election machinery, buying the operation of elections. Two states, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, both passed laws to do that. In both states, the Democratic governors vetoed that law. They want to sell our democracy, and they're perfectly happy to have billionaires running it all. It's a very simple question. Why did the Democratic governor of Pennsylvania veto the bill? Why did the Democratic governor of Wisconsin veto the bill? Because they want to do it again. They're going to try and do it again in 22 and 24. They're using the pandemic to cheat on the elections. It's the only way they get elected. Because who's going to vote for somebody with open borders, no voter ID, defund the police, no Second Amendment? Who's going to vote for these people? 70% of likely voters believe Zuckerberg's spending spree to influence the 2020 presidential election was a bad thing for democracy. 10 states have already passed laws that ban or restrict Zuckerberg-style funding of elections. Others are expected to follow suit. However, five Democrat governors have vetoed their state's bills. Should Mark Zuckerberg be held accountable for the actions that he took and the $400 million in money that he put into the 2020 election. He should totally be held accountable and he should never be allowed to do it again and nobody else should. It was a rigged election. People have to find out what happened and they have to hold people accountable. When I say rigged election, they know who rigged it. They know who they are. These are guilty people. They have to be held accountable. Mark Zuckerberg is one of them.